0: Hey y'all, it's Bailey McBride from Major League Fishing's Lions Inn podcast. In this episode, I sat down with MLF pro Edwin Evers at the General Tire World Championship to discuss Oklahoma fishing, being a part of Team General Tire and the importance of good tires out on a ramp, and why the MLF format is a great fit for protecting a fishery. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Major League Fishing, Lions Inn hey guys i am sitting here with edwin evers we are at the inaugural major league fishing general tire world championship this is a great chance to talk with you because you are actually a part of team general Tire, so you get to kind of get the inside scoop first of all thanks for being here and Glad chatting here. with me yeah. yeah so let's talk about general tires obviously the title sponsor for this event making you know this possible for us and for the you know 12 anglers that are here to compete for you know what's going to be the new highest level of of championship in bass fishing you are currently the (laughs) champion of bass fishing with your classic win from last year so um can you talk a little bit about team general tire and your you know your real job and all the great stuff you get to do over there they've
1: just been a ball of fun you know it's just neat to have a company that we use you know truck tires are a big part of everything that we do traveling to all our events and it's just awesome to have general tire in our industry it's 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 uh it's a company that loves hunting and fishing and outdoors. Uh, it's a company that obviously likes having a lot of fun when you when you look at the commercials. And they understand our sport, so it's really exciting. And uh, man, they make a great product. I've got them on my boat boat trailer, and I've got them on my truck, and, and even on some of my farm trucks, you know, they just, they've been really, really good. So it's, it's exciting to have them in our industry. Uh, you know, I just encourage everybody to uh, give them a try because they're supporting supporting our sport. And, uh, you know, they're a great tire. I don't know what else to say about them.
0: Yeah, and we get to see that a lot. They obviously get to know a lot about General Tire, getting to work with them and some of their great products. Um, You know, obviously we want what's best for our boats and for our trailers being out on the water and having to back in and some of the precarious positions that you get into as an angler and as some of our boat officials are. So... We were thrilled to have them. And also, we were thrilled, obviously, to have you at our office to film their commercial that's currently on TV with your chief fishing officer <laughs> and um, out-of-offish message yeah. with Skeet. So that was really fun to have you guys in our office in Tulsa. Um, but you're actually from Oklahoma mm-hmm. um, and, you know, spend whatever time I guess you can there with your pecan orchard and everything else. Can you talk a bit about fishing in Oklahoma and kind of growing up and, you know, I guess not the industry there, but maybe the kind of the fishing culture of the state.
1: Oklahoma is just huge. So much history from you know the, the state of Oklahoma, just with baits and and boats and all the things that have originated right there in Oklahoma, um, and just a great, great state. You know, you got to think about how many lakes are within two hours of anywhere that you land. You know, especially on the eastern half of the state. And they're awesome lakes and very diverse lakes you know you've got lakes like brokenbow and and tin killer that are really clear and and uh you know great fisheries to go learn how to catch smallmouth and spotted bass and, and learn how to catch fish under clear water conditions and then you got lakes like like uh, Eufala and texoma that are just massive bodies of water that still have all three species but you can just become a very uh, uh educated very Uh, well-rounded angler, you know, living in the state of Oklahoma with all the diverse lakes that we have.
0: Well, you know, with our weather, they say if you don't like the weather in Oklahoma, oh, wait yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, could be extrapolated maybe to some of the bodies mm-hmm. of water we have just because there are such diverse fisheries and different kind of ways that you can fish and different fish you can fish for. Um, for you, what's your favorite lake to fish on in Oklahoma? Well, and- oh,
1: I'd be silly if I didn't say Grand after winning the Classic there last yeah. year. You know, that was a great, great day. Huge blessing for me and my family. Um uh, but, you know, there's a lot, I love 10 killer. I, you know, Texome was really where I learned how to bass fish. You know, I went to college down there. Um, McGee Creek was so much fun growing up. I- I love every one of them. I, you know, the other day I was just telling my wife, I was like, man, I wish I had a little bit more time because, you know, I'd like to go fish Hudson. I'd like to go fish the Arkansas River more. I don't, I don't have enough time at home to fish all those bodies of water like I would because every one of them is really, really good.
0: Are there any hidden jewels that you think oh, people don't? Yeah, know about? I don't.
1: I don't want to talk about them. But yeah, <laughs> there definitely is. No, and there's some I don't know about. A lot I don't know about. You know, so uh, these people listening to this, they're like, yeah, don't say that. Like, you know, they they know what lakes are the hidden jewels. That's the neat thing about it, though. So you can go to any lake there, and just because you're not reading about it in a magazine or hearing somebody talk about it, you know, go find out for yourself. There's all kinds of smaller lakes, city lakes in the state of Oklahoma that, that, that are probably hidden jewels that, you know, people aren't talking about.
0: Well, one thing that you talked about just a second ago—you know—the diversity of the fisheries that we have in Oklahoma—and I mean, this kind of applies to fisheries across our uh, our country. Um, you guys can go to those lakes that maybe someone else has been fishing on for 30 or 40 years, weekend warrior types, and then you can go read the lake, you know, see the conditions and could outfish them in one day. So when you go onto those kind of foreign bodies of water to you or, you know, like we do in major league fishing with our no information rule, with no information going out, what are the first steps that you as an angler kind of take in that ride around and what are you looking for, um, you know, in any given body of water before you start making those decisions?
1: You know, I'm just looking for high percentage uh, places. I'm looking for something that I can relate to from from my past, from history of some other lake that I'd been to in the past during this exact week, during this kind of weather condition. You know, that's the one thing that as a professional angler, we fished under so many different conditions, so many different lakes. We have a big database there, you know, hopefully in the back of your brain to pull that information from to, to relate to whatever lake that you're going to. And, uh, you know, that's all I try to do. I just try to get out there and get comfortable, find something that I feel like has got the most potential for the day to catch as many fish as possible and uh, to get, get a bite really quick. You know, that's really boils down to Major League Fishing is to get in that first bite, and then hopefully it's something that you can duplicate really quick.
0: So we're here in East Texas filming the World Championship. Mm-hmm. Have you fished in this area, Rayburn, uh, you oh, know, anywhere around before? Yeah, and I've... kind of what has been your you know, experience there, and how do you think you can extrapolate that to wherever we end up fishing, because at this point, you don't know. I
1: don't know, but no, I have. I, I fished Rayburn a lot, especially early in my career, Toledo Bend. Um, I love this area of the country. I mean, it's it's one of my all-time favorites, so, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time at Rayburn in the month of March and, and February and, and April and, and Toledo Bend too, you know, and so. I really hope I can relate it to wherever we end up. You know, I, I compete tomorrow and, and uh, I'm really, really excited about it. it it's gonna be awesome.
0: So we're down here again in East Texas. You're obviously gonna fish the Classic in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that some of the kind of practice that you get in being here is something you can extrapolate to fishing down there? No or is doubt. it just a completely yeah. different beast? That's
1: one thing about fishing. Every day that you go, it's putting that, another puzzle piece in that puzzle and, uh, you know, I have found and learned through the years that the more time you can spend on the water, you stay with the fish movements. Now, even if I'm fishing in Oklahoma, you know, in April, the week before I go to an event, say, in, in Alabama, you know, at the same, you know, latitude line, you know, the, the fishing all relates. The water temperature is same. A bass is a, is a bass from New York to Florida to Texas to California. So, no, I, I think something that I can learn here this week will definitely help me get Conroe.
0: Well, it's exciting stuff, obviously, both with the classic coming up and with our show coming up, um, it's going to start airing June 24th on CBS. Um, you know, the 12 of you that are here are the top 12 in points over two years um, for Major League Fishing. What do you think um, you can kind of say about the field that we have here? It's obviously pretty stacked. Stout. It's <laughs> yeah. a
1: strong, strong field, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it's, it's 12 guys that truly understand how to, to, to generate bites in a hurry on a given lake so you know to to have this air on CBS June twenty fourth is going to be really exciting to to introduce this to a whole new audience that 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 we've never reached before six consecutive weeks in a row Um, you know something that's not that's not been done so I'm really really excited about that opportunity I'm excited to be here excited to be one of the 12 guys Uh, I just I want to represent myself well and and uh, make good decisions out there and uh, you know get on that leaderboard that score tracker in a hurry.
0: What's kind of crazy about this event versus some of our others is that, you know, you can kind of one pound fish to death to get, you know, to that top spot in a normal event. But with the bodies of water and just the, what we know about East Texas fisheries, there are a lot of big fish out here. There's, so, yeah. you know, there's a potential for some big catches where, uh, you know, we hear you guys say it on the show a lot. Oh, I just need one fish and that'll that'll put me back in the race. I just need one yeah. fish that can put me in the lead. But the I don't know if that's ever been more true than just, you know, all of the lakes that are here in East Texas. How does that kind of change your mentality from, you know, some of maybe the northern lakes or other lakes that we fished for our different cup events and, you know, a lot. It's going to be a, a numbers game to hear. It is a numbers game, but also it's, it's a quality game.
1: Well, you know, Bailey, it really boils down to all of our major league and major league fishing events up until this point have been in the fall, you know, when fishing's really tough. We are now fishing on the full moon in the month of March. It's, it's the best week. If you're to circle a week looking at all 52 weeks of the year to go fishing anywhere in the United States, it's the best week, the best week, full moon, month of March. So, and not only that, we're in East Texas where giants live. So giants are going to play a huge part of it you're going to have to catch big ones and you're going to have to catch numbers. So, it's not going to be a deal where you just see a spinning rod and running and catching those little ones. Your big fish are definitely going to make a a big play and and hopefully I've rigged the baits to get both big bites and bites, you know, to become to be able to come out on top at the end of this.
0: That's awesome. And we, you know, we obviously are hoping for lots of big bites for our viewers, for our new viewers. Um, you know, they say around 40 million Americans have fishing licenses but only a certain you know number of those even know that major league fishing exists at this point so a lot of newcomers are going to be uh, seeing us for the first time as this show airs on CBS. Um, what do you think they need to kind of know about Major League Fishing and about bass fishing professionally in general for those people who don't know that this is even a thing?
1: One of the greatest things about Major League Fishing that I think people need to know about, one, is how much you can learn. You can actually see exactly what's going on, see what's going through people's heads, see the mistakes they make, learn from those mistakes, see the, see the triumphs they make, the, 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 the adjustments they make going through the day. Another thing that I think is really, really neat about Major League Fishing is how we take care of the fish. You know, generally tournament fishing has got a negative aspect to a lot of people in the country because you put those fish in a confined live well, you drive them back to a weigh-in, you put them in a bag, you put them on a scale, and and, and, you know, there's lots of negativity around that. It really doesn't harm the fish, but it's perceived that way. With Major League Fishing, and especially this week during the spawn, we're gonna be catching fish off the bed where these fish are actually spawning for the next year's class, And we're going to be able to release those fish immediately back in the water they're going to go back back about doing their business you know protecting that 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 nest so major league fishing is really good in the fact that it's really easy on the fishery it it protects the fishery we protect the fish we you know you'll see in the show that you know we don't let those fish touch the carpet or we don't squeeze those fish between our legs you know it's all about protecting the fish not taking that slime coat off off of that fish so Really, really um, exciting about that, that, you know, just to show how good Major League Fishing is on on making those adjustments, but not only that, about taking care of the fish and the fisheries.
0: Obviously, an event has kind of a feel to it, and, you know, uh, the way that you feel as Anglers, the way that we feel as staff being here, what would you say are kind of some of the main differences between some of the other, you know, tournament trail events that you end up at versus, you know, being here, obviously we're... Producing the show for television, so that adds a different element to it. Um, but at least from what I see, you guys are very friendly here and get to spend you know time together, whether it's at dinners or whether it's in your angler meetings. I love seeing you guys get to interact, and mm-hmm. um, I love the level of respect that everyone has for each other. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and how, what that experience is like for you as an angler? You know,
1: most of our events, we all uh, at our normal you know events that we fish other than major league fishing. You know, we're all staying at separate places. We all eat. You know by yourself you're, you're compete out on the water you don't have any time to interact and spend any time together these major league fishing events we're all at the same hotel there is a lot of downtime on the days that you don't compete so you have time to to really develop some friendships or, or develop you know uh relationships with guys that you don't get to see very often or spend very much time with um so it's really neat in that aspect there's a lot of laid-back time you know at these major league fishing events but then once the bell goes and, and the fishing starts it's really intense you know I feel like I can fish one day of major league fishing and it feels like I fished like seven days of another event you know because you never stop catching them you know in and in the way, way I describe it let's say we fished a regular bass event on on Sam Rayburn if you caught five fish you know, tomorrow out there that weighed 28 pounds and you had a three-day event, you know, you're really not going to improve on 28 pounds. You know, you're going to get those five fish, let's say, by 10 o'clock. You're just going to kind of cr- cruise the rest of the day. In Major League Fishing, when you get to 28 pounds, you're just getting started. You have to continually keep catching fish because every fish counts, and it's the number at the end of the day of how many, how much weight you have. So that's what that's what is one of the biggest differences and is why so, it's it's so demanding. You never have a time to take a deep breath or to actually rest for a second. You have to be uh, on your toes the entire day.
0: Well, one last question, then I'll let you get on your way because I know you have other things that you have to be doing, probably tying on all kinds of exciting stuff that you're going to use uh, in competition we tomorrow. We have to
1: rig lots of rods for these events. <laughs> yeah,
0: not knowing where you're going to go. The single-day record um, for Major League Fishing is currently sitting at 88 pounds. Aaron Martin's got that fishing up in Minnesota last year. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's potential that that's going to be broken during this event?
1: Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, well, there you go. Everything's bigger in Texas, no, without a doubt.
0: Well, we hope that there are going to be lots of big catches and, you know, wish you all the best in the competition this week and hopefully, you know, this is going to be that next big step in bass fishing for someone. And, you know, you have a 1 in 12 shot that it's going to be you <laughs> at me, yep. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Appreciate Thanks, it. Edwin. Thank you.